Hi, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum, and welcome to McCollum Wellness Radio. Now more than ever, our country needs to learn how to take care of our own health, and it's my mission to empower you on that journey. Please join me each week as I cover these topics and interview experts throughout the field to bring you the answers you need to reach your maximum health potential. Thank you and enjoy the show. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Dr. Duncan McCollum with Steppin' In Radio, and I have a very, very special guest today. I'm so happy that she's here, and uh, we have a subject that I don't think anybody really wants to talk about. I don't think they want to know about it, um, but yet it's something that is so special to us and because it has to do with our children. And um, I have my guest here, we're going to call her Kathy today, and she's got some amazing stories. She's a humanitarian, she's a freedom fighter, and she travels around the globe helping save the children that so often get stuck in trafficking and some of those uh, kids we never never get out of it and so we're going to call her Kathy and uh, so Kathy would you like to just give me a little uh, give our audience a brief explanation of what you do and why you do it Uh, I have been doing that for some times and I'm doing it because I'm serving my my savior mostly because of what I believe okay and um, you've been, when we first met, as just for, for the audience to understand, and, and Kathy, you've never really been on the radio before, so you're stepping out quite a bit. I mean, what you do on a daily basis is so horrendous, and then here you are on the radio and going, what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so I understand. Yes. We'll be very, very uh, nice to you, and I'm sure our audience is very grateful for you to be here. But when we first met, you had just come back from a foreign country where you were off... Um, with your beliefs, doing what you felt like you needed to do in yes. the world, and you were thrown in prison for it, and when you came into my office, you were limping. Yeah. And you told me that the authorities didn't like what you were doing, and they decided, I guess, to beat you up. Yes, they, they did, but uh, thank God that I am here. Yeah. I um, We were saving some children that they were uh, abducted by being uh, used for trafficking and also unfortunately it's not m- no more of taking them for sex trafficking they are taking them for their body parts which is most more than anything else is hurts to see that what's happening around the world and it just uh, especially now i see it happening a lot here that we just were in a border of um, one of the borders that that connected to the Mexico and United States that does not have a wall, uh, that I saw the stuff that is going on there that is absolutely, it's it's not even, it's not thinkable that human beings would do what we saw they are doing. You know, those people that they are coming from different countries, they are coming for distraction of our country. If we want our country to be totally unsafe, not just for us, for our children, our children being abused in different ways, our children being stolen, then we are not going to be fighting for what is needing to be done with the wall in that areas. I'm not a politician, I'm not a Republican, I'm not a Democrat. I'm just a human being that I see things that what's happening to this country, it would be crying out mothers for their children. And that's bring me to a nice story of the Bible. When, uh, when Jesus was born, the um, Herod wanted to uh, see him and kill him, which he couldn't. And then he started killing the children of um, Bethlehem, which is, you know, the children under two and under. Right, that was different killing. But we are doing the same thing here if we allow these people entering our country. Yes. 
As I said, I'm not a politician, but I can go along and say what our president is saying and believing I stand by him and I agree with him 100%. Yes, they are destroying, they are, they are coming to destroy us. There are a lot of people that we find out that they have bought, brought the children because they would show that they are family, they would have a better chance of getting in. They are coming with those children and then when they see that there are no way of getting into United States and they want to return, they sell those kids to another trafficker, which is, thank God, our, 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 our people that, you know, they, they take whatever they can. They are buying them. They are buying those kids back from them instead of letting them go to be used for body parts, mostly for body parts. That's the that's sickening things that is happening with the trafficking now. As I said, it's sex is a part, but it, this is now is a body part and the blood of the children that is really um, scary. So, um, I am a grandmother. Yeah. I have um, five grandchildren and I know for a fact that I cannot stand and just close my eyes and say, oh, that's not happening. Yes, my dear brother and sister and my my countrymen, yes, this is happening to this country and we have to stop it. We have to find a way to stop it. And that's exactly when you, you know, we've known each other for a while and you've told me some of the stories. And so just to, to kind of reiterate what you're saying, that you have found by because you guys saved a lot of these kids, and we'll get into that in a minute, that a lot of the people that are traveling up to the border have actually either abducted the kids or bought them along the way because they feel like they have a better chance of getting into the country if they have a family. Yes. Now, because you you have you witness that because that that's harder for them to come across because of the restrictions that yeah. um, our government has put down there, that they're finding that these kids are now dead weight and they're trying to get rid of them, so they sell them off to other traffickers. Unfortunately, yes, that's true. And then you you told me, which blew me away, in this one border town in one month, how many people did your organization buy? Uh, Twelve hundred. So. In one month, your yeah. organization bought 1,200 children yes. to save them yes, because they were going to be thrown aside by the, or taken over by other traffickers. That's true. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. And um, so, and this is going on just within the United States, too. Yes, I mean, this is our border. Yeah. And in our country, they, they, we, um, around a year and a half ago, I was involved in a group that they have uh, uh, found uh, a lot of children from trafficking that we end up finding, trying to find through their DNA, their parents and their, through the information that the police department has to find their parents or find a way to find their parents, which we did. We did some, a lot of them. We find finally we find a family that we could release those children to. Yeah, and you and told I'm me, just, can tell me, tell these guys the story that you told me earlier. Yeah, it's today. The, a story of this is, this is the child that was abducted six months before what we, when we uh, find him, when we fi uh, find that child. The uh, parents were in very high educated in living in a very high area in the town that I'm rather not talk, say the town but um, they very very good educated people that they in the afternoon the mother takes the child to come to the park which is in their community to have fun with her six years old child and then two men comes with the car and then push her down to the ground, she goes unconscious, and they pick up the kids and they leave. I'm just devastated. And I want you guys to know, please, parents, watch your kids like a hawk. Anywhere you go takes just 10 minutes for any trafficker to just grab those and run off with, those, with, with your children. Watch them. Watch your children closely. It's, it's sad but it's something for you to be aware. Yeah. Just be aware. Now you were able to get this, when you guys got a hold of this kid, you were able to go through a long process of through DNA of finding yes. the parents, right? Yeah. 
and we find the parents and we release that child to the parents and I cannot even believe the face of that mother when she saw her child. Yeah. I can't, you know, I can't never forget those faces. Yeah. And this is what you do. You from so your your role in this whole operation no matter where they send you and it's all around the world. Yes. You can be anywhere. Yes. Because I know you say I'm I don't know where I'm going. Y- yes. I don't know when I'll be back, but yes. I'll say hi when I get here. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So um yeah, it's pretty amazing. So I think to me, the the reason I really wanted you here today is because you just got back from the border town, and I, I was blown away at the fact that in one one town, those and and who knows how many you weren't able to yes, buy. Yes, no, exactly. And uh, now you, I'm sure people are wondering who you and your organization is, and you had disclosed to me that you you can't disclose that, yeah. um, but. Tell us a little bit about where this organization came from, just because, you know, I think it's so amazing that people would care enough to put yeah. something like this together. Yeah, several several people that they didn't know each other years, 60 years ago, they got together and they decided to uh, give big part of their income for human trafficking. And God has been really blessing them in a lot of ways, and they are self-supportive, supported, and they are they are very concerned about the world and the way that things going on in the world. So that's why they're even after them, their children have the same heart following their parents' guideline and uh, doing what they were doing. So this started 60 years ago? Yes. Yeah. And um, so your job from what you told me, and it's not a job because you volunteer, but your position is when they go in and they find this pod of children or one child or whatever, the, there's a, a team that will go in and rescue these kids. Yes. And then your purpose or your job is to help transition them back into some sort of safety. Safe, safe home, yeah. 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 And um, wow, what an amazing story. It, it just if in our time in, in this world with everybody who has a something that they think isn't going right in their life, I'll tell you, these poor kids, they're, they're just taking advantage of. And, you know, to me, I think how many kids is enough before we wake up? And mm-hmm. I think of my three kids and go, I wouldn't sacrifice one of them. Nope. It's not worth one child. And if nobody's talking about it, everybody pretends it's not there and uh, um, we don't want to know about it, then you know, what kind of victims are we being? We need to become aware of this. And I thank you so much for being willing to come and talk about it. You told me another story about a family in a foreign country that you you met the children on the road. Yeah, we were uh, uh, transferring some children from one country to another country. And when we were going, it was midnight and the moonlight was out. And from the car window, I could see several kids that they are going on the road but they are like you know not really standing up they are crawling because they don't want to be seen and i asked the driver please stop i those are children those are not adults so we stopped but he didn't want to stop right he was scared because you know those countries are very unsafe yeah and he stopped, but finally I made him stop. And I'm sorry, anytime I say this story, my ear, tear cannot stop. Just too emotional for this. So the translator came down with me from the bus that we were taking a lot of kids with the bus and uh, stopped. We, we came out of the car with the translator and then he spoke to them the language that they had and they said that yes they were in a village that and unfortunately isis has been there and raped their parents because they were christian they they raped their parents there uh, raped their sisters and the mother baked them run run and those kids were from six years old to 12 years old that they run have been running for last three four months during the day they find a place hiding place to go to sleep and during the night they have been taking themselves quietly and they were telling us they would find any grass on the ground for just feeding themselves through. Wow. And they just, the stuff they ate through that just was really 
as a mother, but just hurt my heart to see those kids. Wow. You know, I think that uh, probably the average American out there, and I, I have no idea about this, but I think we always kind of assume this happens in other countries, and it does, and it's, it's, there's no, no way to explain it away. And it's been going on forever, and, you know, the only thing we can do is try to make our uh, the world a better place. And mm-hmm. But the real problem is that this is going on in America, too. Maybe not yeah. that exact story, but kids worse. are being stolen worse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, worse. Do you have some stories? You know, we... We we find this place in. I'm not. I'm not going to be able to say the city or state or you know anything. But we found this place that they several unfortunately, unfortunately, doctor of our society that they supposed to save life. They have they have this connection with trafficking, and they had this little hospital that they made, and they were bringing those stolen kids and they were taking their body parts which we captured that we we just we just captured and i saw what they were doing there and around there that they have made a hole like a like a place that they put all this body underground after they died. Wow. And it was captured, but they don't say it in the news because of they want to find out more about those groups that they're coming at. Yeah. They want to find out to the, the original place mm-hmm. where they're coming from. And mothers, fathers, brothers, sisters, watch, watch, watch your back, watch your child watch everything in your neighborhood you know that's just so hard to imagine and i i really appreciate you talking to us and for those of you that's tuned in i have a freedom fighter with me uh, a woman that travels around the world for our children and saving them and she puts herself in harm's way and she's got some amazing stories Um, she's going to remain anonymous for obvious reasons we're calling her kathy today Um, she's um, telling us some pretty out landish stories it's almost like you know you couldn't write stories this this bad because that's how bad it is out there and you know i'm not i don't have kathy on this show and she doesn't want to be here to have everybody be afraid or um you know completely distraught about what's going on we want to be stronger we want to be aware we want to know this is going on in your neighborhood my neighborhood um, we've got a lot of stuff going on in our life. I mean, in my daily life, I have so many things to put my attention on. You know, I have a busy practice. I've got a wife, kids, and all of everything you, you have to do. And sometimes we just aren't aware. Mm-hmm. And we don't have time to be aware. Mm-hmm. And the news is too busy, busy arguing about who's right or who's wrong in the political arena to really pay attention to maybe what's most important. And to me, it's children. Yeah. I mean... How many children is enough? I mean, mm-hmm. just one. Mm-hmm. And uh, not even one. I mean, I have three. And thank God they're all raised and safe. However, my daughter told me one time she was out with some friends and she went outside for a minute and there were these people that started to be around her and she got scared and went inside. I mean, who knows? Who knows mm-hmm. what can happen? But the point is that um, this is happening. We do, you, you're saying that our border is, they're pouring over our border yes. and, and we're being led to believe that we don't need a wall mm. by one political faction and another faction says we do. But speak on that a minute. You've been to border cities that have walls and border cities that don't have walls or, yeah. or towns. So what yeah. is your perception being on yeah, the ground? I've, I've been, I've been, in, <coughs> I've been in Tijuana, which is border of California. I can say that border is in a better shape than the rest of the borders because of the wall that is they put in there. It's, it's at least they have some kind of safety, some kind of, um, you know, uh, we don't have the fear that we would have in, in Arizona, in Texas, and all around the border, all the way to the, you know, uh, where the stops with Mexico and the United States. It's just... Um, but right now, our biggest, my biggest fear is 
Arizona and Texas because that wall is just, or they, they now they have find coming through the, through the uh, river. Mm -hmm. And then um, you would not believe if, if the trafficking is not a subject, it's an other big subject that our country already fighting with. I'm, I'm sure in the families that are listening to me right now, I'm sure they, they know of their own family or their own friend that they have people that they are on drug and they don't know how to take them, make them free from drugs. If the children is not a point, is a drug, is the smuggling of drug that is just tremendous. Yeah. And the every day that we are in that area, that because we see things, if I don't see it, some other person from our people would see it, that the way the border watch is trying to stop the drug coming into our country, they will hide it any way of any form of shape or any fashion that you can think of. They are hiding it to bring it, bring it in. And this is the second biggest problem that we have. Child trafficking is one, but the second biggest pro problem is our children, that they are the one who is going to be affected by those uh, drugs that is smuggling to our country. And they are, amount of it is beyond our understanding. I mean, you would not believe the amount that they, even they selling to each other mm -hmm. openly in the border. Wow. They are giving to each other. And they just, you know, you, the people are very, very dangerous to be around. They're most dangerous people that they are coming from other countries that you are not able to even trust yourself alone to walk in that area. You have to be few people to be making sure that they, you are safe. Yeah. You're, they're not going to harm you. Wow. And, you know, I mean, obviously, and this is when, if anybody watches the, the television or not, I mean, you know, there's clearly people that are honest people that just want a better living. And sure, it's grass is greener on the other side of the fence. I mean, there's no argument. And I have no desire to get into legal or in illegal um, immigrants here. But what my goal is to talk about what exactly what you're saying is, number one, our children, the children are, are being used as pawns to get across the border. And whether you believe it or not, by the news you, um, you watch, I'm sitting here across from Kathy, and you take a look at her face and the tears that come down her when she's talking about these kids. And you know, it's true. So what can we do? I mean, we talked about this before. You know, obviously, when I grew up, I could be gone till eight o'clock at night, and it was a safe neighborhood. I grew up in Berkeley, for crying out loud. And I, my parents never worried about where I was. It's a whole different game now. So we have to be vigilant about watching where our children are, knowing where they are, and of course they hate it. Yeah. And the whole thing about the access to our children through cell phones is a it's, whole nother story. Exactly. They can get, uh, in fact, one of my, we have a, a <coughs> one of my family's uh, friends as an organization where uh, this particular person uh, pretends she's a young girl and gets into the communication so they can trap these people. And, you know, it's it's just horrendous that we even have to talk about this, that we mm -hmm. even have to have this conversation amen, today. Amen. As you said, it's not a matter of immigrant. I, I immigrated to this country 40-some years ago. Mm -hmm. My parents immigrated here. Yeah. I became through the right channel. We never had a problem. And mm -hmm. that's what our government wants come in the right channel, they have no problem with you. Yeah. Why should you want, don't want to come through right channel? Because you are not the right person. You are not capable of proving that you are, you, you are, we are able to accept you in our country with your record or with, your, with the stuff that you have done or you're doing. And that's, that's the truth. That's yeah. the fact that they are not, they would not go through right channel because they will find out what kind of people they are. So therefore, you know, they, they want to come to the wrong channel because they're going to bring the wrong things to our country. Yeah. And, you know, it's like it's such a crazy thing because 
you know, everybody wants the best for, well, I can't say everybody, but the, most of the people on the planet want the best for the other people, you Amen. know. And our country is a very gracious country. You know, you mm -hmm. immigrated in here several years ago um, legally. Um, there's a lot of uh, legal people. I mean, my family's got here back in the 1700s and one of them in the 1600s, you know, so <laughs> there was no Ellis Island at that point. But um, at this point, you know, Learning what we can do to keep our children safe is, is really important. If I, I know there's some organizations out there, and I was uh, looking at a few online when I knew we were going to talk, and there's some, um, there's some uh, like even apps that you can have on your phone. I don't know if you're aware of this, but it's See Something, Say Something as an app. I mean, if you you know if you see a child that's looking like it may not be happy with the parent it's it i mean you know we've probably all had child ser friends that have had child services called on them because they were trying to tell their kid not to whine mm -hmm. but you know and i'm not an advocate for people necessarily being a whistleblower that way but if you see something suspicious with the amount of uh trafficking going on in this country which not only have i heard this from you but a lot of other sources it's 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 huge yeah um we need to try, we need to just be aware of it and put our foot down and go, it's just not going to happen on our watch. Amen. Yeah. Amen. That's true. So um, now the organization you uh, work with, as you mentioned, and for those of you that just tuned in, I'm speaking with a freedom fighter. She's uh, a woman that travels around the globe saving children from a fate worse than death, really. Um, you go and your organization has been funded by some private individuals that stay uh, remain anonymous and um they have put forth a fund to go out and just wherever they can find children that have been abducted turn their lives around try to get them into a um a place and in into a safe harbor and, and you mentioned to me that you have just uh in one month in one town in a southern border uh recovered um 1,300 children that mm. the, the people that were moving towards the border, once they found that they couldn't get across, no longer needed these children to act like families. Yep. So they were selling them to other traffickers. Yeah. And, and I think you, you guys paid, what, 500 bucks a head for yes. them? Yes. So your organization came up with enough money $60,000 or whatever it is to buy these. It might be, my math might be wrong, yeah. but uh, that's just amazing that, that, yes. that an organization like that exists. Now you take these children and I mean, they can't just go right back into a society. They're pretty, yeah. a lot of them are pretty messed up. No, we, we have, uh, we have safe houses that we take care of them. Mm -hmm. And believe it or not, we have children that they got them maybe long time ago but now they are doc doctors that they are working in our society in our group mm -hmm. they are they don't want to go to work in the world you mm -hmm. know they they are they lock what what the organization does and they are still serving this organization as they, they were the children that they were adopted when they were young and now they gone to the very good schools they have become somebody positive for the society that helps others mm -hmm. so these kids are going to be under the watch of our uh, leaders and mm -hmm. then they're going to be going to school they're going to be you know educated they're going to be helped in every fashion mm -hmm. to be to find their find their human human humanistic side of you not it's they are not being treated like animal as they were before yeah so they find yeah, their purpose and their purpose yeah, is yeah. to help others exactly yeah so and you you mentioned that some of these kids end up going to some of the most prestigious schools in the country yes we uh, most of our doctors that we have or you know our engineer are graduated from harvard from uh, oxford from yale from very good schools because they support them they send them to the best school to be who they can be also we have people that they don't want to be educated like them they are mm -hmm. you know they ha they have taught them uh, uh, art or something that they can be able to make a living if it comes to it that they have to separate they can make make their living mm -hmm. Not all of them become doctor, not all of them become engineer, but they have opportunity to be one. 
yeah. but it's up to that person <clears throat> or individual what they want to be or what they want to you know who they want to be well wow, that's so amazing i mean this it's a it's such a terrible thing but it's so how lucky they are to fall in your hands and you know i know there's some other organizations out there there's the underground railroad which is pretty public and they yeah. were on the news the other day and they yeah. were talking about the same thing about what's going on in the border down there yeah. and um you know i think what i hope to happen out of this is for you all listening out there to speak up you know, talk to your Congress people, talk to the powers that be to at least one thing we know we can do, we can stop the mass integration of the trafficking. Now, this has nothing to do, well, you know, the illegals coming into the country is one thing, but if we can stop, make it so it's not easy for people to make a buck by bringing children into this country, if it's harder for them to get in here, and you mentioned the drugs too, that's going to, how many kids might that save? Mm -hmm. if, if, a, if a caravan or a bunch of people are coming north and they're picking up or buying children along the way so that they can look like a family to come across the border, which the press alludes to but you've seen you know many many times if we can make that much more difficult then perhaps one or two of those kids may be with their family today or maybe a lot more yeah so um i just say please you know take your political hat off and put your humanitarian hat on and think about you know is this really true what you know is on my show i'm dr duncan mccollum this is stepping in radio and i have a special guest humanitarian freedom fighter we're going to call her kathy today and um but you know maybe you're going to not believe what i'm saying at all and that's fine but maybe you'll go why don't i just look into this a little bit more this is an uncomfortable subject why you know you could turn the, t the radio off you don't have to listen but it's uncomfortable because some people need help. And I decided to devote my show to what you're doing, Kathy, and I really appreciate you and your Thank unsung you. heroes that, re, um, that remain anonymous to the world. Um, is there any other, you know, people love to hear stories of, of kids getting reunited and with their family. Do you have any others that you care to share? It's a tough one, huh? <laughs> you you had mentioned to me that a lot of times when you do get these kids that they're afraid to go home. They are they are so manipulated mm -hmm. in every fashion. Mm -hmm. They are psychologically not normal. Mm -hmm. They are beating up anybody that they are there. And the strange things that they are more comfortable when it's a man is around than woman. Hmm. And we usually, you know, most of us that they are, we are women that we, you know, held those kids, try to be kind to them, but they would not, they would not be, you know, they beat us up out of their anger. They are so angry. They are so hateful mm -hmm. and they are not able to talk for a long time. Yeah. And then our psychologists and psychiatrists work with them until they come to the place that they feel safe. Yeah. I think the reason they don't talk because of the, the dignity that they have lost through the time that they have been, whatever they have done to them mm -hmm. when they were gone. So it's, it's psychologically, they need a lot of help. Yeah. They need a lot of help. Wow. You know, I think about the way I grew up. I mean, you grew up in a different country, but, you know, I, I just think of these children and uh, my children, and these guys don't have a chance to be a, a child. Nope. You know, their, ch their childhood is stripped away from them, and their, huma their human humanity or their human beingness is, if that's the wrong word, but it's stripped away from them. And the fact that they could even come back and some of them can be, go on to become you know, attorneys or doctors or lawyers and those that just can become artists or, yeah. you know, decide to have yeah, a family of their own. I mean, that is such a incredible um, testimony to, you know, the human spirit. Yes. That yes. they can actually come back. Yes. They, they have families. They become married to each other. You know, they find their mate in the group. Uh-huh. They, they, the organization make it, you know... Uh, private place for them they they support them all the way yeah and they you know they they work they none of them are there just to be using and abusing the 
you know, people that they are serving them, mm -hmm. they are doing something. They are in some fashion of the organization. They are doing some kind of service to others. So they become, they're, they're building their worth exactly. back into society by contributing. Exactly. Which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I just look at our our country and the way it goes and, uh, you know, occasionally when I watch the news and I just see all of the unrest in the world and then I think, you know, I, I, hey, we all have our, our own axes to grind, but these kids... You know, I wouldn't trade places with them for anything. You know, it makes me feel like, hey, I just got to get up and do something. Yep. And so I really appreciate you being here. Thank you. Um, so are you, you, you don't really know where you're going to go no. at any min, any no. given minute. No. I mean, no, I when I first met you, um, I was helping you get over a, an issue yeah. <laughs> that you developed. Thank God for that. I'm much better. <laughs> Thank but, you for you, doctor. I really, I have to appreciate your help with my knee. It's much, yeah. much better than it was. Uh, I have to say that. It's much, my, my back line is much better. My knee is much better. And I pray for you every time I remember you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate that so much. Yeah. And, um, and then all of a sudden you came in one day and said, well, I'm gone. I don't know where I'll be. And <laughs> I, I don't know when I'll be back. Yeah. And it was so great to have you back. So, um, this organization, they, they, now you can't bring these kids back in the United States, the ones that you No, we you have places all the around the world. We have uh -huh. places, safe home for them. Yeah, because you can't bring them across the border any more than... In the, in, in before, because they, they are so, um, um, they are so, how can I say, um, they are able to make paperwork for those people that they have nothing they don't have no birth certificate no passport no nothing your your organization in the past they were doing it through you know they were coming to a state they were making a paperwork for them they were you know they had a project that they were helping them to coming to united states in the past mm -hmm. but after the law change they are not able to but they have all around the world, they have places that they um, home them mm -hmm. and they take care of them. Yeah. And that's interesting point the way you say that too, because whatever, whenever the law changed, and I'm not really aware of which law changed which, but your organization is completely, from what the way you said that, you, you completely respect the law. Amen. And rather than try to sneak them in no. anyway, you're staying within the confines of our law Definitely. and you're but you're still saving these children because you have a safe haven for them yes and you can um either try to um help them return to their families or help them get their own dignity back and create their own life definitely yeah and you'd mentioned earlier that you know about the the one uh seven-year-old whose parents you had told me about who were both very prominent professional citizens in a yeah. certain town and a lot of times you guys try to find these parents through the DNA testing, and it's pretty laborious, and it can take yeah, quite very, a long very, time. Yes, yes, it does. Very, very long time. Yeah. We have, we have several of us have to work on it really hard, and uh, thank God for the police department that they have this lost children pictures, and, you know, um, then through the pictures, we go to the uh, hospital that they were born with the feet, you know, fit their feet, that a stamp of their feet mm -hmm. in the hospital. Yeah. And the, the, of course, the blood DNA is in the hospital. So we try through all that stuff, getting them together and packaging them and then separating them. And then doctors are involved to make sure that it's not mixed up with whatever it was in the, you know, in their file. Yeah. And then we find, we contact the parents and of course, they, they, then we have a new blood test with the parents and with the child and through that DNA we know that you know we are oh, just unbelievable and and you know for those of you obviously listening we're talking about human trafficking and yeah. and you know not only all around the world and and Kathy's given us some stories of different countries and her own experience she's uh, one of the the women that will take the kids once they are uh, recovered and try to nurture them back to some kind of sanity. 
And now one of the things, and we talked about this earlier in the show, but since a lot of people tune in and out of KSCO, and I just want to say thank God for KSCO. I mean, mm, here's you. a radio station that allows you and me to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can come on here and talk about something that's close to their heart and dear to their heart. Yeah. And it's one of the only stations left in the world that I know over the country that has uh, open forum for people to come speak, no matter their political um, beliefs or what have you. So I just want to put a, all of you KSCO listeners out there, thank you for listening and supporting KSCO. Um, but one of the things too, Kathy, is again, for the new tuner inners is there's so much going on within our border. We were just talking about the border and y- your viewpoint on the wall is we're not, we're losing children without a yes. wall. Yes. And a lot. We, we, use, we, we lose children, we lose our dignity, mm-hmm. really. Because if those people are coming to our country, we will have more crime, mm-hmm. we will have more drug, we have more stealing children, we have more, uh, you know, abusing uh, the system. Mm-hmm. And we have to think about all of that and see... Is that worth it for us to stand against something that is we needed? As I said on the beginning of the show, I'm not a politician. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I just believe what I believe that this country needs because what I saw. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm standing with President Trump. Not because I'm his supporter. I, I didn't even vote for him. Mm-hmm. So... I would still stand behind him because of what he believes. Yeah. And, you know, I know he, he does talk about the the trafficking and the children. Yes. I don't know that anybody's giving it enough attention. I think that, again, to me, saving one child is worth everything. Amen. And, um, you know, because they're so precious. But inside our own country, this is going on. Kids yes. are being stolen, they're being sold, they're being trafficked for sex and for organs. Yes. And yes. this was, I've heard this before, you told me this before, that there was a hospital that would put together by the people whose Hippocratic Oath is first do no harm, which is the Hippocratic Oath of a healthcare provider. And they were actually taking these trafficked children and and harvesting organs out of them for sale, for profit. And one other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I never even thought of this, he told me the story of a gentleman who was on an airplane and he met a girl. Yes. Can you tell that story? This will blow yes, you away. This is this has happened uh, in in uh, I believe in Los Angeles mm-hmm. three, four, maybe five, six years ago. Mm-hmm. That the gentleman coming from overseas from uh, one of the countries, and then uh, in the plane, him, he, this woman start you know talking to him and become friend with him, and then during the flight, they become really acquainted. She invites, she tells him that I want to take you to my place. So they, they, he, he goes with her to her place. Later on, when he tells that to his family, he said he didn't remember after that. Apparently they took him, they, you know, whatever she did to him, they took her boat, um, um, kidneys, kidneys, and then just p- throw him in the street which police finds him and then they uh, I don't know what happened to him now I don't know if he's alive or not but that was in the in the paper yeah. that was six seven years ago right and just think about you know how easily they can manipulate people how easily they can bring them down to you know to where you know where they put them and what they do to them mm-hmm. and our children are precious yeah. they are they are innocent. Yeah. They are just, you know, they are, they are the one who is bringing, who is the future of this country. Are, are we willing? Yeah. Are we willing to put everything down for our political value? Everything down for what is against somebody else's and forget about our children and stop what is, is maybe is if it's not 100% protecting our country, at least boldly, I can say 60, 70%, we will be safer 
if we put that wall. Yeah. Um, not, and nothing is 100%. Right. But I believe is we are safer 60-70% than we are right now. The gentleman who um, talked on, I, I can't remember which station it was, but he had said, look, when... And he would, had talked about saving some kids as they were being trafficked across the borders. But because there was a wall in the area, they have to come through um, a gates. And that they were able to find this kid, like one kid, and save him. I mean, that's huge because it's so much harder to smuggle a kid in that way than bring, you were talking about 1,300 kids that you guys saved in one month in one border yes. town. Yes. So... Um, anybody out there listening, thank you very much for um, uh, being willing to listen. Uh, it's not a comfortable subject at all. My viewpoint has changed dramatically on uh, my thoughts about um, you know this whole issue um, by knowing you and meeting you. And, and my thank hat you. goes off to thank you. You are thank literally, you. I wish I could say who you were and people <laughs> could come up and pat you on the back and thank you and give you seized thank chocolate you. or thank whatever. You. Thank you. Because you know, you're, you're just doing an amazing thing. And how many people out there would do dedicate their lives to doing something like you're doing? It's, it's pretty amazing. And you're a grandmother. I mean, yes. You, yes. you're almost 70 years old. Yes. You put yourself in harm. It's a way to grab these kids and try to give them a life. Yes. And, and how big is your organization? Is it, is it a pretty, can you speak about that or not? I know no. a lot of stuff you can't <laughs> not, say. No. And that's totally fine. I, I told uh, Kathy ahead of time, if I have to ask you questions you can't answer, just say it. Because I, <laughs> you know, this isn't rehearsed. This is just, you know, fly by the hip here. Any other any other thoughts that you would like to talk to the public about regarding the the trafficking in our country? Let's let's just really focus on that towards the end of the show because um, I don't think that we believe it's really happening. The news plays it down, um, and heck, they talk about bad news all the time anyway. I don't know why they don't talk about something that might make our country safer. Yeah, you know. California is number four trafficker in Whoa. the United States. Really? Yes. Wow. And it starts all the way from Southern California to Northern California. Of course, Southern California is more than Northern California. Mm -hmm. But we are the one, if we really care enough about our state, enough about our community about our safety we are the one that we have stuck out hmm. to our congressman to our congresswoman and start talking about it start saying start searching for it don't just talk about it go search it it's all over internet if you go really search it you can see the things that you can you 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 didn't know before and you a lot of time even i am in this work i'm doing this a lot of time when i go through internet i find stuff that blows my mind because it's a lot of things there that you don't think it's happening yeah. but it is happening it is happening to us in our state number california is number four in trafficking yes. in the united states yes. that's what you just said right yes that's that's huge so you know there's a lot of uh a lot of um attention given to a lot of rights to a lot of different people in our state, you know, and mm -hmm. they probably all need attention. But if we are number four in trafficking in the country, and there, you have, probably don't have a number you can put with that yeah. off the no. top of your head, no. but no. it's got to be huge. Yes, it is. And um, I think that what you suggest is great. Write to your congressman or um, congresswoman and um, just say, hey, look, what can we do about the trafficking? Why aren't we hearing about it? Why aren't we really going after this? Yeah. Now, clearly, one thing you said is that they don't blow the whistle too quickly because they're trying to capture the guys. Yeah. And it's a very clandestine mm -hmm. um, affair because, you know, whenever this is going on, you might be able to save a few people here and there but you got to get to the you got to get to the right guys you got to get to the ones that are really the big money at the core of it i guess yes yes we do yeah okay well we're coming to the end of the hour here and uh just to, to recap for everybody out there um thank you very much I have this amazing freedom fighter here who um, travels around the world. She's a grandmother. She's got 
five grandchildren. I've, I know a few of them. <laughs> and um, she goes around and helps an organization that has remained anonymous, who has set up funds for the last 60 years to go specifically help traffic children and, and find them, give them a safe harbor all over the world. And they have some places that they can take them where, you know, the powers that be won't get in and mess everything up and, and make matters worse. So um, trafficking in California is number four in the United States. Uh, in one month, in one border town, her organization purchased 13 Hundred children that were uh, attempting, the traffickers were attempting to come across. Now, it's not just traffickers, but it was other individuals that wanted to look like they had a family. So they might have just picked up a kid to bring it into the country so they had a family so they could have a better chance to get in here. Right. That's yeah. true. That's yeah. true. And um, so, and they, your, your organization, I asked her. Uh, what can we do? Can we support them? Can we make donations? And she said, no, they're completely funded, which is amazing. But there are other organizations out there that need our help. Um, you know, there's uh, the um, Underground Railroad, I think it's called. I don't really know a lot of the other organizations, but um, one thing uh, that I think would be important, what, what is it that just drives you? What, you know, I know it's like, is it saving one children? I know you said it's your, you know, you believe you're doing this for a greater cause. Yeah. Um, what, what makes you get up and decide to go into the fire and the fury in, in the moment's notice on a beck and call? Human being life. What's that? Soul, soul of the human being. Yeah. One soul at a time, mm -hmm. I wanna say. Wow. Well, thank you very much, and uh, it's just, it's been a really ple a great pleasure being here. This is uh, Dr. Duncan McCollum. This is Stepping In Radio. Um, usually we're talking about health, but you know what? We're talking about the health of a generation, and uh, I have a freedom fighter with me. She, um, I might even have her back again, and I'd love to have her humanitarian stories if she's willing to come back. Um, on the subject of saving our children... My last radio show was on environmental toxins and uh, was on um, generational toxicity and how toxins are passed down through uh, four generations of mother to, the, to their children. And next week I will be uh, speaking again on generational toxicity. So if you want to tune in three o'clock to stepping in next week, this is Dr. Duncan McCollum. And uh, again, we've had this amazing hour with um, Kathy. Really appreciate you being here. And uh, we're going to go out with uh, some music by Smith and Gail Dobson. And we'll see you all next week. Thank you so much. episode of McCollum Wellness Radio, please share it with a friend and tell them one helpful fact that you learned today. Remember, the best way to learn is to teach. <laughs>